Why would you do that? Because we're not jumping this time. We're going to get you stressed somehow. I get your energy. Oh, you did it. You did my heart rate. We should attach a heart rate monitor to me one day and just have it sitting in the back and see how hard it spikes. Oh my god, can you set it up to that light on the back? Yeah, it just flickers. Holy shit. Hey, audience. There's an audience. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lord Ump Live, an interview show where Josh interviews me while I paint minis. Thanks for being here tonight. What minis do you have today? Very appreciated for all you guys being here. Um, what am I going to be painting today, Josh? Yeah, well, uh, I think you recently acquired a, a cat miniature. A miniature cat. You told me something about a miniature cat. <laughs> you couldn't be more wrong. It's a Diet Cola. Oh, I was waiting. I'm going to be oh, painting this, this Diet Cola <laughs> with my mouth. What, what a foolish thing I said. Oh, you're painting mm. it well. Big oh, well, I'm going to take my time, though. I don't want to paint it too fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to. You have to kind of get distracted by us. Uh, drink mm-hmm, some paint mm-hmm. water, kind of really spread it out. That's that's part of the. Food. People do that. <laughs> Sounds a bit unhealthy, John. N- normal people do that. Yeah, normal people, like me. <laughs> Sociopaths. Hey, everybody! <laughs> Welcome to Lord Ump Live. We're here for your questions and answers. This is our tenth episode of the season, which means, <laughs> fuck it, we're doing it live. <laughs> there are so no good rules. We do no rules, we just want. right. Just like an Outback Steakhouse, but in audio form. I'm just going to park a car inside of it. In Harvard Yard? Pack the car in Harvard Yard. Good egg, you fucking... I probably shouldn't say that on... (laughs) 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 I can't edit it out. (laughs) Anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and take your questions in a little bit. We're going to let you everyone get in and and settle in and, 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 and type their questions in chat. We're synced up. But first, we're going to do some homebrew, Josh. From, from a joke yeah, you made yesterday? I made a joke on Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Well, I made a joke. I made a whoopsie What's and it day? turned into a joke. It's Monday, Monday and it's Martin it's Martin Luther, Luther King's King Jr. Day. Which is huge. Yeah. Woo woo! Uh, Hell yeah, dude. There. So we love that. Uh, and and congrats. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I You just got so white confused. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. It, it was like. It was the. <laughs> Making so sure you didn't say anything wrong, that you said nothing. <laughs> I said, I just made right move, honestly. Martin Luther King was a very inspiring figure. They were. That's uh, true. And how dare these people in Congress talk about him right now, because they don't know the first Holy thing about him. Shit. Or anything he stood for. <laughs> Especially the NRA. <laughs> oh, those <laughs> fucking despicable. Monsters. Anyways. Absolute monsters. Welcome. Welcome here. Um, but Josh, from that really serious topic, we're going to talk about spray the dying. Spray the dying, a a typo in a cleric spell book that Josh read yesterday or Saturday. It's definitely in time. the if you go to the DM's guide, page eight hundred ninety four. Spray the dying. Player's handbook? Are you using that one you sent me? The one that was stuck together with gum. Yes, gum's what I said. The, the energy is so bad. <laughs> Spray the Dying, a cantrip that is on the cleric spell list. Oh, yeah. See, We're going to homebrew like it while we wait for those questions to roll in. Oh, hello, everybody. Hey, Hi, Sloan. Wonderful hey, We've got I'm sorry everyone Sloan just dropped in here. You're in for what's the opposite of a treat? That one. A shit show. Uh, 
hope you all enjoyed The Walking Dead. I know I did. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Spray the dead. <laughs> Speaking of Walking Dead, we're going to talk about spraying the dead or the dying. Uh, so again, typo, I meant to say spare the dying. Instead, I said spray the dead. And now we're going to make a cantrip that is about making the dying moist. Yeah, dude. Or is it shooting dead people out of the ends of your fingers and you spray them? Hmm. Which is better? It's either a cantrip that makes dead people moist. Yeah. Or it's a fourth level spell. You get to shoot corpses. Out <laughs> of <laughs> your fingers? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like the um, cone of fire or flaming hands or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But except it's just dead people come flying. I like that they are just dead. It's bludgeoning damage. This is very morbid, morbid trigger, light trigger warning. Uh, but you're here for lore dump, which is, you know, normal. A trigger warning in and of itself. Yeah. The fact that it said lore dump when you clicked on the button is, you know, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> it's a contract we have with Twitch. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> It's a part of the thing. Well, I, I, it would be fun. You just shoot corpses and it causes bludgeoning damage. It's, it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. catapult, but with the fire them out of your fingertips. Yeah. Thank you, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> we have such good mods. We, and you know what? D&D does need more necromancy spells and undead spells. So you're right. Yeah, that aren't just revivifying garbage like that. Yeah, let's actually mess around with the dead. So what if? I, I regret everything I say. Well, yeah. What if (laughs) it's a spell, like an AOE raise the dead spell? AOE raise the dead? I like that. Okay, so you're like spraying raise the dead. Okay. Yeah, a cone shape. You're spraying the dead so they wake up and do your your laundry or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, What level would that be at? Second. Yeah? You just get that right at second? Yeah. Because what, what is Raise the Dead is a fifth level spell? Well, not Raise Dead, Animate Dead. Sorry, that's oh, a third okay, level spell. Okay, okay, Animate Dead is, is third level. So we'll make it one level lower, stronger, in a bigger area. Is that, that, that makes that, how game mechanics work? That is how D&D balances their game. But you can only get it if you're a ranger. That's, that's how we balance it. That's how Wizards does it. Yeah. <laughs> Just a giant... Yeah, let's do this. This is a ranger spell. Okay, we're committing to this. Ranger spell, mm-hmm. third level, <laughs> AoE raise the dead spell. AoE raise the dead. Spitting in I a wizard's face. <laughs> you would probably get that at like fifth or sixth level on a ranger because that's how they work. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, that's, I believe. Yeah, it's late. It's late, so... Yeah. yeah when do they have the ability to cast a second level spell? Let's go find out. Yeah, check it, check it for us. And while he is, guys, make sure you're writing your questions in chat because once we're done with this malarkey, I said malarkey because I'm nice. nice. Uh, we're gonna answer your questions, so we want to see them. Yeah. Hi, wonderful friends. We see lots of friends. Hi, everybody. Oh, the bots just went off, guys. Go oh, check out thank God. Yeah. What are we? Ten minutes into the show. <laughs> hey. God cool. forbid. But uh, yeah, dude, highlight those questions if you can. It'll make it easier for us, like Commune just did in chat, like the beautiful person he is. We oh, fantastic. And be sure to give in those those points. If while you're in there highlighting your answer or your question, go ahead and send some points into our community event, which mm. is an off-the-rails inspired, well, not inspired, it's canonical, actually, uh, an adventure with all of my good friends Trends, and Tren. Tren's day off or, or something like that. I forgot what we were, called it. 
This is Dren's Lost Days. That's it. Perfect. That's I stole I it directly from Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, but you wouldn't know. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I'm an expert. Which one's Appa? That's the giant flying thing with the white fur and the saddle. Wow. Can't believe you just called it the thing. It's like a bison, an air bison. Yes, it's a sky bison. I was close. That's pretty good. Oh, barely. An air bison, Josh? Air you bison. Sound ridiculous. You're right. I'm eggs absurd. Your eggs absurd. Eggs Absolutely. Absurd. All right, Sean, what, what do you got on <laughs> What do you got on these these spells? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Are we still on this? Um <laughs> I think that in addition to the ranger spell, there's okay. another one that's actually spray the dying, and that's a cantrip. It's okay. a cantrip that you play a prank on the dead, where you just sort of spritz them a little bit. Okay. A little spritzing. Is it holy water? water? Uh, sure. We'll call it holy water. You spritz them and it prevents them from becoming undead. I love. That's actually useful. It's a like it's a cantrip that keeps people from 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 being necromancied. Yeah, so you can't become a zombie if you've been spritzed. And the tagline is, die moist. Spray the dying, die moist. That's the verbal component. You have to scream, die moist, and then they become spritzed. with. You have to say that, okay. Yeah. Out loud. You've done it, I think. You've hit the nail on the head. Spray the dying is a great success. Nice. Well, Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, see you later. Uh... (laughs) We'll see you later for another episode of That's Highlight. Fifteen Highlight Dub. Yeah. Oh, Highlight Dub. <laughs> Highlight Dub. That's what we're calling it now that I'm painting my can. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> it is time for questions. We have at least one in chat. I'm saying we want to see more, oh, nice. so put more in there for you. Uh, otherwise, what? you get to hear us be random idiots for a while. Which, trust me, while that sounds pleasant, it's mostly awkward. Because I'll make it awkward. Yeah, me too. <laughs> this is this is going perfectly. It's going so well. <laughs> We're doing fantastic. All right, first question, Josh. When you're uh, when you're going on a picnic, uh-huh. what's your favorite thing to bring? Uh, I love uh, I love cheese. All cheese. Everything should be cheese all the time cheese picnic yeah a cheese picnic it, it should just just bring lots of different cheeses all right wallace essentially uh <laughs> what, what about you sean tell me about your favorite picnic item my favorite picnic item well i mean i wasn't asked this question but um <laughs> i would bring a thermos of soup For a, a nice tasty soup. thermos of soup what type of soup corn <laughs> Just corn soup? Chunky corn, yeah. Just chunky cream of corn. Cream corn. Okay, so not... Is that not a soup? I don't think just corn is a soup. Although we Sloan's in chat, I think, and they might have opinions on this, but I'm not sure that just corn is a soup. Oh, yeah. I forgot Sloan's wrong about most foods. Yeah, that's a a thing they do, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like how we're just... As Sloan asks a question. <laughs> There's a cat block following that. Fuck you. <laughs> it's not for well, We should probably get into the themselves. real yeah, questions yeah, yeah. Uh, 15 minutes into this live stream. Okay, we've got a, we've, our first highlighted question is from Proxima. 
Proxima what? 3055, yeah. Oh, Proxima asks... Such a good question. What's the worst martial weapon in the game? Sean, what do you got? Statistically? I mean, I think uh, it's entirely... Specific. A blowgun. Statistically, it's a blowgun because it does one damage. Yeah. <laughs> Flat, yeah, that, no dice. That's pretty fair. It's actually... Um, isn't the blowgun like a strength modifier? Kind of like an unarmed strike, or is it just one? I don't think it has a modifier. No, I think it just damage. does a single point of damage. I think you're right. The reason I do so much damage with it is I'm a zealot barbarian. <laughs> I can apply yeah, my... You can apply a dice to it. <laughs> um, but I would say even that... I mean, that's not a martial weapon, is it? So that didn't answer the question. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it'd have to be... So our martial weapon options are... Battle axe, the flail, net. glaive... I don't think the next net is one either. The net's a... Oh, it's martial range. You're right. I'm wrong. You are. Yeah, the net yeah. is the worst weapon in the game. Because no damage or really anything. It's got a DC, like, what, five to save from being caught in a net? Yeah, and the range is max 15 feet. <laughs> Why would they put that in the book? That is very, very fair. I think Do you agree? I, I agree 100%. I have nice. another weapon take. Oh, the lance needs to be reassessed and reconsidered. It's they've done weird things with it. It's not the worst, but I think it needs to be. You want to use it off a horse? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to monster hunter that shit. You know what I mean? Like where they're like yeah. charging around with the lance. I want that shit to exist. Uh, I think they did the lance dirty. I think it's a cool weapon that you could do cool things with. It is not numerically the worst by any means, but. I think it would be cooler. <laughs> it could should be cooler because lances are awesome, man. That yeah, fantasy lances are pretty cool. Yeah. They've also got a reach of like question. ten feet. Yeah, exactly. Which would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? A D twelve with reach? Yeah, that's that's pretty spicy. You wouldn't <laughs> find many other weapons on the battlefield. No, it'd always be no. lances. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Good question, Proxima. Thank you for asking. What's our what's our Yes, next he one? is. Uh, then we've got a highlighted mention of a super soccer battle with zombies, which Oh. Is it like a super soccer battle with zombies? That's hot. Spray yes. the dying? Yeah, 100%. It's like it's like a zombie wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> <laughs> the mental image is burned into my retinas and I can't get it out. Oh man, that's great actually. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> Holy shit. Just you screw with the cantrip and it's just a bunch of ribs. And like yeah. decayed yeah. whole flesh. Just a decayed flesh. <laughs> oh my god. You hit them with the soaker and a little bit of flesh will fall off their lower jaw. It's like. It's just a sizzling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. I think that's funny. Uh, Commune DM asks next How did you, both of you become so sexy? Well, and good DMs. So, how did we become so we sexy? And how did we become back into good this DMs? Streams. Yeah, that's true. You're you're listening. <laughs> He's to what watching I'm somebody else. Just got our chat open on the side. It's all at least for me. It's all I'm confidence not for Sean. Sean's very confident, uh, and that's what makes him sexy. I'm a tyrant. <laughs> my games are so good because i demand that they're good and people follow that or they leave is, is that true yeah <laughs> having played at your is. table a lot i think you might be maybe misleading the audience just a, just a tiny bit i would never do that you you're right what am i yeah i'm you, such a little truth boy why would i ever lie you never make bits of anything everything's serious 
Of course it is. I just don't like talking about myself in positive ways. Okay, that's fair. So you're 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 deflecting off the question by yeah, I'm completely avoiding a bit. the fact cool. that someone tried to pay me a compliment. How dare they? Well, Sean, you are a good dungeon master. I hate to tell you this. You work really hard on these overlays. Don't make me leave this call. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but a real question. What? Okay. What are you are proud of that you've achieved time. as a dungeon master? What is something cool that you do that you like? Uh, to make that question oh, more targeted, is this too much of a question? Is this is this? No, is this it's too not too much of a question. Um, I mean, I think it would just be having that streaming show, having a weekly like project that I get to work on with a bunch of cool people. A very good show. Yeah. No bias here. Uh, I'm no not, bias. I have no bias towards that show at all. I think legally you have to disclaim that you do have a bias. Jordan. I have a bias. <laughs> I like okay, that show. Say, well, I, get sued. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, oh. I was doing a lie, boy. I was doing a lie. What about you? What about your proudest thing? Proudest DM thing? Yeah. And don't feel like you have to say exactly what I said. <laughs> I'm so proud of... Uh, my homebrew world, <laughs> which one day maybe folks will see because it's very fucking good. Uh, maybe that will one day manifest it visibly for people. It's awesome. And there is so much work and assets available to it. And they are just me that gets to see them. There's like intricate, beautiful maps and yeah. hundreds of hours of artwork and... <laughs> One day, maybe you'll see it. That's that's my. I think I'm as a DM. It's completely unrelated to Twi, but my homebrew world is is sick as that fuck. That's your proudest. Yeah, and the people who have played in it, uh, have enjoyed it. They have. They've liked it. So. Okay. Yeah. And Conundrum Company. I'm very proud of Conundrum Company as well. Uh, but you know, we had already given that answer. I didn't want to steal Sean's. It was a really good answer, but I didn't want to steal it from Sean. Conundrum Company's also I awesome. I always have the correct. Well, yeah, it's that big old brain of yours. Okay, next I'm question. It. It's eating my hair. It's so big. That, <laughs> that is such a fucking mood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's painful how true this is. Okay, certifiable nerd. Hi, Lacey asks. Hello. If you could alter any one popular monster from 1E, what would it be and why would you make those changes? From 1E? Oh, God. You I don't know any believe that I know the monsters of one E, yeah. That's did you mean five E? We'd have to scroll down a bit. I'm I'm you might be might mean five. I I don't know the monster list from one E. I wasn't um, alive in the seventies, contrary to popular belief. I, I, well, I have a lot of changes for all of them. Make them less racist. That's my thing. I'd Dude, love to do that. Good from one E. <laughs> and you know what? From five E as well, because things just sort of kept coasting. Mm -hmm. They did kind of sit on those. Lacey did say, and this answer still applies, but they did say they did mean 5e. Okay, okay. So still the racist thing. Um, racist, yeah, getting rid of that is still very Yeah. Cool. Hmm. You can go. Let's think about this one. Monsters that need to be changed. God, I was too busy fucking around, and I didn't think of an answer to the question. Monsters that need oh, to be changed. That means you have to find out. Well, they actually fixed dragons, so there's a big step in the right direction. We've harked on that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> they, they fixed the older ones. I want more red caps. 
<laughs> more varied that's red a, caps would honestly be that's actually a great answer i know it's not a specific creature but i would love to have more fey wild creatures yeah well yeah oh 100 so lacking yeah if you go to the i think if you go to um especially little ones that you can like throw into the world yeah but dnd beyond i'm pretty sure if you look up fey related creatures in that monster section it's like tristani from ravnica and then the next one down is like cr10 <laughs> Yeah, there's so what the no low CR monsters to mess with. Dude, yeah, there's not even like an Archfey. And like they have cool mechanics a lot of the time. And also, Fey are fun social encounters that can turn into combat encounters mm -hmm. because they're chaos beasts. It's less like, you know, your atypical goblin or whatever where you tend to like immediately yeah. run into combat. Like the Fey are interesting. Yeah. They could come with some really good Fey creatures. Mm. Um,. I don't know if there's a popular creature I would change much about because they're already kind of doing that, and you know. Uh, but I w I think they need more fake creatures. I th I agree. I concur one hundred percent. Yeah. You know, even the Wild and the Witchlight book has some, but it's a lot of named creatures. Yeah. And not so many monsters to like put out into the world. Yeah. Because it's a and, it's a scenario, it's a, it's an adventure. So they're like, oh, this one is this person and does this. It's tied to the book. Which yeah, let's not talk about Wizards of the Coast Adventures again. We're gonna get another lawsuit. Aren't we? Well, yeah, we've been hit by three already. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Our lawyers quit. <laughs> it's because you kept screaming at them, Sean. Well, they were wrong. So <laughs> you are like a law fault. expert. That actually true. sounds like their fault. <laughs> Uh, okay, another really good question coming in from Cremaniac. Or did you, do you feel like you answered the last question? I'm sorry. Uh, I, know you I mean, kind yeah. Of were, you, you answered it. I just didn't want to. Yeah. Know. Okay, okay. Perfect. Yeah, I feel like I got it out. Yeah, yeah. You, it was a solid answer. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Cremaniac <laughs> asks, would you revisit old D&D books to talk about them on the pad podcast so we can hear the chaos? This tells me that people like when we shit on the on the D and D books. <laughs> Did you revisit old D and D books to talk about? Oh, you mean like okay, so the yeah. ones that came out before, before we before we started doing started stuff. this podcast. Um, I'd love to. Absolutely, yeah. I would shit on any Wizards of the Coast product at a moment's notice, uh, as you've seen from our show in the past. Um, however, Tosh is is pretty good, and we should probably talk about that at some point. But we should talk like about Tosh's. And you know, in fact, that's for like maybe a lull. Mm -hmm. You know, when Get multiverse launches, we're gonna be all over that. You got your goo boys in there. If it's good, if it's good, we're gonna be all over it. If it's bad, we're, we're gonna, gonna be, be all worse. over. <laughs> we're gonna be worse about it. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna be all over it in uh, in a bad way. Uh, yeah, like flies on shit. But it would it would be fun to talk about Tasha's. But it'd be fun to talk about like old old shit. Let's go back, and I think I mentioned this. Let's go back to the Sword Coast Adventurers Guide, like Skag and and shit like that. And yeah, let's review the... Icewind Peak. <laughs> Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. No, the one with the dragon, the oh, starter yeah, adventure yeah, that they released yeah, yeah, yeah. that no one ever talked about. Yes. Let's go yes. review that. <laughs> and we kind of did a bit of an episode talking about adventures that we looked at, but it would yeah. be fun to like dedicate time to specific books. It also gets yeah. to read some of them. Me anyway. I won't assume for sure. <laughs> I would just skim them. I would read the adventure overview and you'd be like, okay, got it. Thank you. Appreciate you. 
Thanks, Chromaniac. That was an awesome question. And yeah, we probably will do something like that we should in the do future. That. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been super fun to do those episodes. Yeah. And not just because we shit on things. Sometimes they we turned out they're pretty good. Yeah, turns out they're amazing. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Few and far between. <laughs> so our next question comes from Aldermancy. <laughs> Uh, what is the lamest subclass for a player, but the best subclass for an NPC? That's a good question. Holy crap. It's complicated. I need to think about it, but lamest subclass for a player, best subclass for an NPC. I do have one in mind. Okay, you start. Fuck. Hang on. What's that actually called? Because I know what I refer to it as, but that's wrong. I want to hear your name out of the gate. Uh, inquisitive rogue the oh the inquisitive i was rogue. gonna call it the detective rogue <laughs> which we would all know what you were talking about yeah. that is a very good one it's annoying when a player has it because they can detect any lie but it's great as an npc to be like hang on a second mm. you're lying and just someone who's like on their trail for a crime they did a month ago yeah. It's a fun NPC. That's super accurate. A lot of the, that's a valid answer. Any of those ones that are kind of world utility are also super neat as NPCs because they mm -hmm. kind of write themselves, right? Yeah. So, like, so a lot of the, the any of the rogues, essentially, that are like, you know, the thief rogue, the inquisitor rogue, all of those, there are some bards that kind of fall into that, like College mm -hmm. of Secrets bards, really cool NPC. I don't yeah. I don't want to say that they're the worst PC, but I don't see a lot of like the whatever the secret bards are. I forget what they're called. I think that's the right subclass, but it could the be whispers. Whispers, that's it. You don't see a lot of whisper bards, right? No. Especially not in campaigns where somebody has to commit to that for a long time. Um, yeah. And I see one. If someone wants to play a whisper bard, they just play a rogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got a hundred other options, so Yeah. Whisper Bard would be a neat NPC because they write their own story, but you don't see a lot of them for players, and it's because there are some mechanical elements that are, eh. Kind of dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> you can say it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's valid. Honestly, uh, any combat-heavy class is like always better for players, and every social encounter class is always better for NPCs. I think that's how it breaks down, essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you, you can take, like, you if you go cleric direction, right? Why be a war cleric when you could be a forged domain cleric as a player? So, you know, you could use mm -hmm. a war cleric as a cool NPC. Uh, yeah. Like, there's so many options out there where there's a better subclass that does the same thing with the same flavor a lot of the time. Yeah. Even in the class, so. Good question, Aldermancy. That's a good question. Sarakida asks... What was your favorite character you got to play? Oof. That's a, a big question. That's a big one. Favorite character. I I, I can... I'm, I want to say Brothos the Bulb because I adore Brothos and I love playing him. You don't have to because I'm here. Do whatever but you Sean's want. here and it seems like the cop-out answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I really do love Brothos. Brothos is the perfect balance of stupid and wise uh so i can be an idiot and be ignorant to things and i can also drop like the occasional truth bomb with him uh and that's super <laughs> fun um but 
favorite character, I think, excluding the, like, campaign ones. Oh my god, it's a long list. I really liked... I st I've referenced this character before. I really liked my dwarf cavalier fighter named Crag Thungfriend, uh, who was a member of a cavalier mercenary band oh. who essentially all died, or many of them did, and the rest of the band blamed Crag. This was before the adventure started. And then Crag got into drinking and gambling, uh, but his mount was a giant bear, like a, like a grizzly bear, armored grizzly bear that he would ride around. And he started the adventure with his bear having been lost at his own hand in gambling during a drunken stupor. And so the whole thing was to get the bear back, uh, which was like, a, it was back. a cool narrative <laughs> hook. Yeah. <laughs> Kinky. Uh, but that I really liked that character. He was kind of broken and sad, but the kind of like leader oh, yeah. character, like he put on a strong front, you, typical Josh shit, right? Put on a strong front, tend to, yeah, tend to take charge, but then was deeply scarred and shattered on the inside underneath the surface. Which, mm. uh, he was a fun one. How about you? Um, Dax and Skagback. A goblin bard. That's a good one. Uh, who did not play an instrument. Um, specifically, he was just a bard through will of personality uh, and stealing magic from other people and like learning their secrets. Uh, the only thing he wanted and his only motivation was to become immortal. And he eventually did that and learned the spell Wish and then demanded everyone call him uh, Daxon the Wish Trader. Because he would trade them wishes for things in their life. So that was fun for me. Not probably for everyone else, but hey, they got a bunch of free stuff. Uh, a legacy, Daxon. A legacy. <laughs> He's uh, a kind legend, of a douche. A true legend, that, that yeah. monster. That was a, another favorite of mine was his kid, Cack, was fun to play. But Oh, yes, yes, yes. Cack was less a character and more of loud screeching noises. Uh, <laughs> a collection of animalistic impulses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as his papa would have been proud of. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Very much so. Okay, what do we got next? Thank you, Sarah. That was an awesome question. We've got a Sloan <laughs> question here, Art Pleb. Right, lads. I want to know what you like least about prepping and if you find ways to get over it or if you just skip it entirely and make it up for it in other ways. That's a fucking valid question. And also a question asked clearly by an experienced game master and dungeon master. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. What do you, what do you, do you got? you something to say about this? Sure, probably. Uh, let me think about it. <laughs> um, I can do it now. You you say yours. You say yours. I I'll... fucking hate making maps. It's the worst part of this game. I hate it so much. It takes up so much time. Oh, I'm a bitch for that shit, man. I love it. I I don't I don't know why I hate it so much. <laughs> I spend way too much time on maps that don't need the amount of time put into them. Yeah, I just I, I feel like that... I should just be doing something else. When I'm making a map, but you're right. Eh, visual aids are needed, especially in combat. That's that's yeah. It, it just doesn't. You don't have to be crazy with it, but yeah, it's yeah. it's it's that's valid as fuck. It just takes so long. <laughs> I hate, fucking hate, 
populating shop menus, inventories. I hate that shit mm. so much. Especially yeah. later in the campaign when a lot of stuff has manifested for the party already. And you have to yeah. comb through intentionally finding the perfect magical item that they might be interested in. And you'll see in the campaign sometimes I just go, fuck it, they won't be interested in this, but I'll put it in the shop anyway. And maybe they will buy it. Yeah. But I hate filling shop inventories. I really despise it. It's the worst. At a certain point of the campaign, shops don't really matter. They're not going to have good enough stuff for you to go back to anyway, so it's like, why bother? Useless garbage. Yeah. But they will always ask, so you kind of have to or panic. That's true. Because the party will will always ask what's in the shop. Um, I don't... I love creating shops. Like, I love the aesthetic and saying, like... And I like making shopkeepers. I don't like giving them an inventory. Mm. Um, the easy way to get around it is if you give them an aesthetic and you can be like, okay, this is a specific aesthetic and then just look for those items and put it in there, then it's easier. Yeah. I like doing that. It makes sense. Just regular shops. <laughs> I say to you. Big fart. Yeah, big fart on that. Okay. Big fart stinky. Or next... <laughs> Um, our next question is from Proxima again, uh, and Proxima mm-hmm. asks, how do you decide class race for NPCs? So how do you decide class slash race for NPCs? Just a feeling. Yeah. And really like, sometimes it'll be like, what's in the world? What's in this area? Sometimes it'll just be like, what haven't I used in a while? Fuck it. It's a minotaur. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, what's fun? What's fun for this character to be? A lot of times it's just, I had an idea to play this character in the past, never got to, so now they're someone walking around the world. Yeah. Tromp around. Yeah. That's, a, that's I, I think you touched upon, it is like multiple answers. For me, it's like, you. the thing that stuck out most from what you said is, have they seen something like this similarly? Can this be unique and distinct? distinct? Um, there are times where I go, mechanically they might need this, visible or available to them and then i'll throw it in there but inevitably when you do that the party doesn't need it or figures out a way around it so it doesn't usually matter if you do those sorts of things um but yeah the the i got a feeling (laughs) that tonight's gonna be a good night it's mostly aesthetic yeah a lot of the i think the other thing is i mentioned this recently I think DMs should be less transparent or even not give NPCs classes. Because uh, I think seasoned players make assumptions around that uh, once they hear it. You know, I have experienced players saying like, well, mechanically they can do this. Uh, and I think the players should at least not know the class if you can avoid it. Or even not have a class it can you can make a blood hunter sheet but say well it's not really a blood hunter there's other things it can do um i think for npcs the more monster-esque they can be the better um to avoid some of those nuanced issues in the tabletop Hmm. yeah yeah but it is easy to make a class (laughs) for an npc yeah is easy to just have that character sheet available yeah you're like okay dnd beyond pull this up the next question is from sloan oh sloan Sloan asks how about a weapon or item that's wildly overlooked 
A weapon or item that's overlooked. Mm -hmm. Do you have one? You love items or weapons specifically? Uh, weapons? Let me think. Let me think. Because I, I have no fucking idea. I, I usually go on about how weapons aren't as diverse as they need to be. Um, yeah, but like, is there a magic item or a magic yeah, weapon yeah. that's like really think. good that no one uses? Because this is a really good question. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm looking for, uh, for inspiration now as I do this. Uh, let's see. Let's it's probably see. gonna be some level. Hmm? Oh, bag of tricks. Oh yeah, but you don't think that gets used? I think that gets used a lot. I think it gets used, but only if a DM puts it in front of the party. I don't think anyone ever is like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a bag of tricks." That's fair. Yeah, it manifests, and then people are all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Because people don't think about it until it's put in front of them, and they're like, "Oh, this is actually incredibly useful. Awesome." But no one's ever on the lookout for a bag of tricks. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. So I guess that'd be my answer. Um. Well, this one sits at the top of the list, but it's not honestly one that comes up. Like I didn't think of it off the top of my head, but the amulet of the devout is very, very strong. Uh, it essentially allows you to use the cleric, a, yeah, increase. channel divinity yeah. without expending. <laughs> a but it also, divinity. if I'm not wrong, I think it increases your cleric DC. Yeah, it does. It, it, there's a bunch of levels to it. It's one of those yeah. that has like a scale to it, but very powerful and. Honestly, like if you're looking to jazz up a cleric, people usually aren't. But if you're looking to like power balance a cleric up, it's incredibly good for that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of the tattoos that don't get much love. Um, I think anything, I'm going to say this, anything that has a charge, people avoid a lot of the time. I put like yeah. like a good example is like chime of opening recently. Like you guys are actually using it, but chime of opening, like if there's a charge on it, people go, eh, I don't really like that. Spell scrolls. People don't use spell scrolls because there's a charge on it, but that's a free spell slot. You know what I mean? Like it's the yeah. same with like the spell storing tattoos. Yes, you spend this money on the spell and the spell is expended, but it is a free spell casting that costs you no spell slot. I think um Perishable resources are, especially perishable magical items, are very often overlooked and can be really powerful. Uh, it's the same with, like, a lot of potions get ignored, right? Yeah. You just say a lot of the time your, potions. Your, well, that's because potions are so fucking weak. Yeah. 2d4 healing it. It depends on the potion, total. though, because there are potions of haste and all kinds of shit. Oh, there those potions, potions sure. Strength. The potion, like... People forget that shit in their inventory constantly. Wow. <laughs> I've got a Speaking as somebody who's got one in his bank, <laughs> I got a potion of uh, longevity, but I'm also a lich. So what am I going to do with that? Force feed it to a seagull or something. That'd I'm be funny. Drop it in the ocean. <laughs> Yeet! <laughs> hey, just in case, you never know. You never know when you might. Yeah, um, we never know. Lamest magical item is followed up by Scott Wass. Um, Ooh, lamest magical item. <laughs> There's tons. There's, well, uh, there's a lot of... Well, if you look in the D&D Beyond, there's a lot of story-based, very specific use magic items that just suck ass. Anything from Strixhaven. 
Oh, honestly, the coffee cup <laughs> that, that refills I was itself. literally thinking the fucking bottomless yeah. coffee mug. Fuck you. <laughs> that fucking worthless coffee. <laughs> or like the mascot dolls. Oh yeah, the mascot yeah. dolls useless. Sorry, I'm sorry, Chad. Yeah, you're so um, right. Like any any of anything from Strixhaven is is oh, pointless. I will say one of the most overlooked uh, common items. Mm-hmm. Going back to the overlooked ones, Pickaxe. the clockwork amulet. Damn it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, but clockwork uh, amulet. Okay, the clockwork amulet. It's an amulet that has a charge, and once a day, you can just replace a roll with a ten, and then add your modifier to it. Wow. It's, yeah, it's very powerful for a common item. That's crazy. It essentially assures you you get a 10 and then add stuff to it. It's a very good item, uh, but it is common. That's very, very good. Uh, um, I think... No, this is another overlooked item. Like the elemental gems and things like that that store creatures in them that nobody ever yeah. touches. They just sit there, but it's overlooked. They're not bad. They're just overlooked. Yeah. There's also items that take a lot of setup and like, you know, they don't seem useful because they how much work they take to get off. Boots of the Winterlands, <laughs> nice. that's useless. Yeah. Boots <laughs> of false tracks. Yep. Useless. Yep. Anything, useless. they require an attunement slot and give you next to nothing and are highly situational. Those will, they're cool in campaign settings. Yes. And I, I'm not talking about the ones that are like hilarious, like the Cloak of Billowing. One of the best items in the game. That's great, yeah. The bonus action, you flurrow, you have your cape blow like it's in the wind and you're heroic. It's great. The yeah. dread helm, you have red eyes. Stupid. Doesn't need to be there. Oh. That's me. That's valid. I hate joy. What a fantastic question, honestly. <laughs> That's a really <laughs> good question. I love that. Um, all three, like, they came back to back to back, but the item questions were great. Um, yeah. Snapshot Sam asks, if you could have anyone, living or dead, at your table, who would it be and why? Holy shit, I've never thought about this. D.B. Cooper, and I'd ask him where he hid the money. That's thinking with your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you, you rat fuck? (laughs) (laughs) You ever play D&D? No. All right, where's the money, you rat fuck? (laughs) Um, I know you hid it somewhere. Oh my god, who would I ask? What about you? Um. Oh no! I don't. Benny White. It's too. It's that's a good one, but it's 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 <laughs> way too soon. Uh, <laughs> why am I completely drawing a blank on his name right now? Um, Dead or alive? Alive plays the Witcher. Jesus Christ! Oh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Superman. Superman. Big Warhammer fan. I feel like that's a, a famous person. Is he really? Huge Warhammer fan. Jesus. Uh, it actually like was recently he was on a show about it. And so it's it's become a meme. But he's been playing Warhammer for a very, very long time. I think that's not he fair. would be fun to play with. He should um, be into sports and shit. He's attractive he's too handsome. and a good actor and handsome. I don't. Okay. I got nothing against he, attractive dudes. I don't need them hanging out in my social circles making me look bad. I'm right here, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. We don't do Warhammer, buddy. <laughs> I was just trying to imply I'm attractive. You uh, are attractive. Yeah, Henry Cavill is, seems very cool. <laughs> I'd love to play with Henry Cavill. Yeah. I, J- Josh, you're a very handsome man. Thank you. You're not, you're not, you're not him. <laughs> How dare you? 
I, oh, I'm sorry. Did if I you hold that? pictures up to each other, internet, meme, me, Hemel, Henry, Ca Henry Cavill, Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill, Henry Cavill, like twins, identical. No, that's Look Russell Crowe you're thinking of. Oh, no. Is he a big Warhammer fan? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's just terrible. Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He sang live in late mid. <laughs> that was so bad. Oh, my God. No, I, I don't look anything like Henry Cavill. I was just fishing for a compliment. <laughs> I said you're an attractive man. I know. I know you think I'm But he's like, he's, he could be shirtless on the front of magazines, handsome. Yes, he is an Adonis, uh, and this is true. This is he true. played Superman, Josh. He did. He's he's Ryan Reynolds' levels of attractive, and we all know. Okay, he's not that handsome. <laughs> oh, oh, no. This is the thing that divides Lord Dump. This is Green it. Lantern could kill him. <laughs> Sure. People, Ryan Reynolds loves when people talk about Green Lantern. It's his favorite thing. He talked about it in Deadpool. That's true. <laughs> and Kill Guy as well. Or Everybody Loves Guy, whatever that recent Free movie. Guy? Free Guy, that's the one. Kill you guy. know I played D&D with someone who was in that movie? What? Hold on. Yeah, okay, I, stop the podcast. Tell us the story. Uh, I mean, it, this, the, my Strahd game. Yeah. Someone who I play with. I've been playing in that game for like a year. And when the trailer came out, they were like, oh, hey, by the way, this is me in the trailer. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Every time I hear about your Strahd game party, I'm like, all of these people are just famous people that you know. Because cool. one of them is a prolific artist. One of them is in Free Guy. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> you just, you're rubbing elbows with these, like, behind closed rubbing doors. Rubbing elbows. Secret friends. Killing Strahd with a bunch of fame artists. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's super Hell cool. Hell yeah. I, I liked that movie. Funny. The prolific artist, the art for Off the Rails. Fantastic guy. Name's Dave Keg. So good. So Very good. good. Very talented. All right. Let's see. Next, Next question <laughs> from Cloudy Kate. What's a TTRPG hey, system you haven't DM'd yet, but you really want to? City of Mist. Ooh. Okay. Tell us more about your interest for City of Mist. Uh, it is a noir style, like a detective game, but mm. everyone has superpowers. That's cool. That's it's kind of cool. like everyone's like mutated or something by mist. Uh, I'd probably reflavor a lot of the stuff they have, but like you get to build out your own superhero detective with powers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go like solve crimes committed by villains and superpowered people and all that stuff. It sounds like a really fun story system to tell, you know, those kinds of stories in, which is something I've always wanted to do. You, you uh, are, you, I don't think people realize how much of a sucker for like detective noirs because that was the founding of Abaddon, right? That's where, the, yeah. that was the start of that location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I even wrote like a bunch of cases like, oh, this is, this is a mystery here and a mystery here. And then they never got used. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> Secret secrets. Here you are. You're here for Lord Dump insider scoop guys. Yeah. But, uh, I remember talking to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the idea of a super powered noir story fascinates me to no end hey, i'd love to run that one day i'd love to see it good god yeah. that would be cool you'd kill it you'd, you'd yeah. Hit it out. yeah what do you do this is ironic <clears throat> uh Excuse me. and not intentional but speaking of henry cavill i walked into a game store yesterday and the oh, witcher ttrpg system uh was sitting on the shelf interesting it doesn't look like a particularly complex or nuanced system, but it is very focused. The world building is very focused on socioeconomics, political turmoil, intrigue. 
Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right up my fucking alley. It's it's yeah. like the Witcher games and Witcher show, but in book form. And I was looking through that. I was. I it it's really cool, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's a pretty book. So I, I'd like to give that a shot. I think because it's also grimdark because the Witcher is Ooh. grimdark. So it checks pretty much every single box for me because I'm a sucker for all of that shit. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that that's my that most recent one. The Witcher is great. The Witcher is good. It is very. Yeah. Good. The game is great. Oh yeah. I don't know about the show. The third game the is first season. Really good. Oh yeah. The first game is nigh unplayable. <laughs> oh for sure. <laughs> Even the second game is kind of like with control wise, not really playable or fun. The third one's great. Yeah. Go play it. The second. You don't need to know anything. The second one's an experience. Uh, but it's yeah. really the second one can be faked in the loading for the third one. So just go ahead and make all those choices. <laughs> it's like Mass Effect 3. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, next question is from Sloan. Oh. Uh, I genuinely Sloan's don't know it. this. Have either of you played other editions of D&D? And if so, which ones? No. Yes. You haven't? I've never, I, I mean, I haven't. That's my story. What about you? I have played 3.5. Uh, oh. It's been a long time. And I also, I don't remember this. I have played fourth edition. Uh, oh. I was recently told by a friend. I didn't know this. So when I started playing in high school a long time ago, um, I started in 4E. 4E had just launched. They got all the books. We started playing. And they switched back to 3.5. They didn't tell you? I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know anything when I was starting. The entire game system changed. We redid our... I'm pretty sure I had a new character. Uh, We redid character sheets and everything. Like, we completely scrapped it. Which, you know, like... I think it's... Tabletops likely do that more than people think. Like, Critical Role went from Pathfinder over to 5e. Yeah. For for theirs. I don't think people realize that. It was a Pathfinder campaign. Like so there's there's a lot of like system hopping based on what is available and what is good and what meets mm-hmm. your table's needs. But yeah, we system hopped back from four to three point five. I think uh, a lot of people did that when four came out. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember anything about four. I don't remember reading the books. I do remember bits and pieces of three point five. It was a solid system. The art was very distinctly like Pathfinder 2E's art nowadays. Really? Yeah, it's really funny how similarly the 3.5 book is to the Pathfinder 2E book. Y'all, Pathfinder 2E. Go check it out if you haven't. Please support that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it needs more attention than 5E's getting. <laughs> it is it's a very, very good. good system. They've, they've done a phenomenal job on it. Okay, tell oh, me. We got okay, people arguing. Oh no, people don't argue. They argue about Henry Carvel. <laughs> what about wait? What about Henry Carvel? I just saw Henry Carvel for life. Nice. <laughs> from uh Oh, from Eric. Hello, sir. Hi, 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 hi. Um, okay, so our next question comes from Commune DM, our wonderful mod this evening. Mm-hmm. When it comes to building homebrew settings, what do you love to implement to differentiate from other established homebrew settings? Oh, wait, what was that? Hold on, those are too many good words for my head. When it... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know where I am right now. When it comes to building homebrew settings, what do you love to implement to differentiate from other established homebrew settings? 
Um, I don't know. You go. It's... Yeah, not so easy, is it? <laughs> I'm on your side. Uh... <laughs> I think that's just ho- it's just homebrew. However, yeah, homebrew manifests for you. Whatever you think of is going to be hopefully different. Yeah, like it's. I think items, all homebrew is just monsters. a mishmash of stealing from your favorite things. So if you don't have the same favorite things as the guy who made Eberron, it's going to be a drastically different world. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, and then there are like little homebrew rules or whatever that you can implement. Playing with like, but this isn't. <coughs> I think, I'm not running a homebrew setting right now. Yeah, I think the, oh, the biggest is. thing, at least for me, is where magic comes from in the world, if it has magic. And I'm never mm. going to run a world without magic because that's stupid. Uh, no offense to anyone who does that. But, I'm going to be playing D&D probably. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> where magic comes from is so ingrained in the game of D&D, let alone like the world lore you're building. So I think... Mm. That's usually where my mind comes from. And then it's like, okay, well, how does that, you know, influence the rest of things? And that's where I sort of pull it from. I don't know if that answers the question. It's too too brainy for me. Let's go back up and read it again. Your answer? When it comes to building homebrew settings, what do you love to implement to differentiate from other established homebrew settings? I think... I have an answer to this question, and it's a good question, okay. by the way. We're just... We're it is stumbling buffoons. It's I'm a great a question. Yeah, we're both idiots. Uh... I like implementing meta references to other things I've done. And I think every dungeon master likes to. So if it's a character I've played, you you referenced this earlier, Sean, when you're in character I've played, uh, a, a thing I've done in a different setting. I love when those lines blur just a tiny little bit. It doesn't need to matter mm. to the players, um, but it is a funny, uh, good little piece of inspiration for defining your world. Like again, with the character example, because it's simple, you know what that character is. You know where they would be and what they'd be doing. So just yeah. bringing a little bit over is, is a little bit. always fun. Just a smidge. Just and a new technologies bit. are always fun. Making a play on something. Like when you go, I'm going to do a steampunk setting. Steampunk will probably have airships. Okay, how do we differentiate the airships, right? Like making those unique. Just being like, well, you know what everybody else is doing. So how do you make it not that? Uh, mm-hmm. And going from there. That's my answer. Yeah, I didn't works. answer the question. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to assume we answered the question, and if we didn't, send us an email. An angry one. Thank you, Communion. <laughs> okay. next, next question is from the wonderful Blue Blue Button. Hi, Button! <gasps> button! Uh, who is your favorite NPC who is manifested not in planning, but on the spot because of roleplay? Uh, I did just pick one. You've got a lot. You've got a laundry list. That's I, 90% of what I do on Offer Else. <laughs> I consistently forget my NPCs. Uh, Too many. Yeah. Which, which is yours? Which is yours? Mine would be either the guy who gave you guys that grape quest. Great boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah or Derek the Second. Derek from like the two se- episodes ago. Fucking sociopath that just came out of the deepest, God. darkest part of my brain. Derek the Second was a masterpiece. I don't know what that was. To be fully honest with you, I don't know who that person was or where they came from. It was a uh, nightmare. <laughs> they were they were incredible. 
They really were just <laughs> something else. They were not there at all. That was probably my favorite part. But I also do love like the uh, 100% stolen from World of Warcraft, just generic guy with a question, question mark over his head. head. Yeah. So good. <laughs> just like an old man who's cursed to have this like, question mark over his head for quests. <sighs> favorite NPC. You made. just completely made up out of nowhere. Pull down to your ass. Do you even do that? Not a lot, but mm. I do. No, that's not true. I do it all the time, I, but they immediately get jettisoned. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, they die off screen. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they're they gone. Like The world loads past them and they don't ever come back. Yeah, the only time they need to, to be documented is when the party, like, glomps onto them. Mm -hmm. Um... And a lot of the ones that my party currently has glumped onto were ones that needed to exist because they were doing something. Like, y yeah. you know. Um, I, I mean, one that happened recently is the sea hag was absolutely fucking made up uh, mm -hmm. and has now been a consistent staple of Conundrum Company to the point where they live in your hometown. That shop didn't exist. <laughs> you guys mm -hmm. came to Fairwind Hold looking for something? Yeah. Acorns. And, yeah, acorns. Button was looking for acorns. <laughs> uh, Button was searching for acorns. We're all looking at anuses. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, so I made something up, uh, and and the sea hag came to exist. Um, I think other ones that I made up that are really important. Not important, just ones that you like. Irrelevant. I'm trying to remember names. There are way too many NPCs in my campaign at this point. You ever run your favorite that problem? One. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Slaw is made up, completely made up. Uh, oh, one of our crew members? Yeah. Most of yeah. the crew was made up on the spot. What? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. You're telling me when I walked into that random bar and just demanded they hi be hired by us, those weren't planned NPCs? Also, Heinrich was made up on the spot because you went to the Wicker Goat and needed somebody to bring you food and goods, so I made Heinrich. And he has also since died off screen. <laughs> He's still there. He's just doing Is he? thing. Right. <laughs> so most of the crew, in the best of ways, like they're all wonderful and well-established, but most of them were made up. A few of them already existed because I knew that I needed to have them to respond yeah. to people when they asked questions. But Other than that. Other than that. Because you guys were like, we're going looking for crew. And I was like, well, where are you going looking? And then I had to come I up said, with people that would there. be... Yeah, you walked into that shitty I bar. I a man on the street. You, sir. You're on a crew now. <laughs> oh. oh, there's another one um, mm. that I didn't actually really make up. You guys made it up. Mm. It was uh, two episodes ago. There was that gnome cleric who worked at the <laughs> the church you guys buried that book at. And you're like, hey, that guy with the mohawk. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, <laughs> And Bregant. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, there's a lot of them that's just sort of hanging around now. I need to go pull up my notes to answer this question better, but I'm not going to. Uh, there are a lot of them <laughs> rattling around yeah. inside of my skull. Um, good question, bud. Thank you. You're the That's best. a good question. Uh, Aldermancy asked... Who is a fave or author or novel you're inspired by that isn't also a TTRPG? Name of the Wind! Nice. This shit is so good! Love this. This is actually... This book is where I came up with uh, the concept of the round. 
that tavern oh, really? you guys were in. Yeah, it's based off a tavern that he goes to in this book. That's awesome. It's really good. So it's a really good book. Yeah. Uh, most people have heard my answers here. My favorite author is Brandon Sanderson, uh, mm. who writes The Way of the Kings and the Stormlight Archives. He also finished The Wheel of Time and did arguably a better job of doing that than Robert Jordan did. Uh, well, Robert he, Jordan didn't finish it. Well, that's true, but... <laughs> I think he died. Self-proving point, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but very, very good author and the world-building in every single one of San Sanderson's... Like, go look at... He has a prolific list of not only books, but worlds. Like, he's got a bunch of different settings, and they are all immaculately planned out and thought out and really cool and unique and different uh so yeah brandon sanderson check out any of his books uh stormlight archives is a little dense comparable to his other stuff so maybe start elsewhere but it is very good nice scott wass asks scott wass wow we've been at this for a while guys i don't know if we're gonna get to all of these questions but let's gonna... go to all of them they came to see us before. you're trapped here <laughs> okay okay aldermancy then asks who? Oh wait, I already answered. No, 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 no. Scott Wise. Scott Wise asks, as a GM, what is your favorite NPC accent to use? Um, Boston. <laughs> I just get to talk in my own voice. When you do a Boston accent, though, it immediately like elicits happy players. Like it always, everyone's always like, "Oh, this bitch." Well, <laughs> I don't know how. I think we talked about this in the game. But Sloan demanded that their like old mentor have a Bostonian accent, and I was like, "That is so offensive to my world, but I'll do it every time because it's hilarious." <laughs> oh, <I laughs> Just this it. full orc walking around with the Boston accent. It's so great. strong. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Sorry. No, I don't. No, no, I don't. I don't know what my favorite one is. You can go ahead. I have a a lot of. I default to just sort of slightly subtle maybe british accent that's just like this uh but i really do like any former you walk into speaks like this sort of slow drawn out a little bit mushy in the mouth you know a little more mm. common folk regular individual um, and then you know hello love how are you doing uh anything like that uh i i like those i think anytime i have the opportunity to put a goblin on screen Mm. Is my favorite day because they're just so disgustingly awesome. They're perfect. They're, they're just great, and their voices can be varied, but they're always some some variant of gross. And that's my favorite. I like my goblin accent. It is painful to do <laughs> a lot. Yeah, that'll <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah, it'll happen when you find a fun one. Yeah, yeah, the good ones hurt. Brothos is like deep to the point like where it comes from like way down in the chest and it's it's a lot to do for more than a few hours honestly mm. especially if he's talking a bunch so we'll do marathon sessions is what you're yeah, saying it's perfect i love it big long five hour brothos related episodes <laughs> screaming matches with brescafell <laughs> <laughs> oh excellent question thank you thank you it next we have question. D rules 316 Mm. What is your favorite magic item that you've created? Of the Bible. <laughs> what is your favorite <laughs> magic item that you have created, or a homebrew one that you have used? Uh, favorite magic item that I've created. 
or one we've used from someone else. Mm, yeah. If I don't use my own. Uh, really proud of the greater portable hole. <laughs> Love that <laughs> magical item. <laughs> it's a little wider. It's just a bigger portable hole. That's fucking funny. Um, I really like... Um, I really like the chest of equivalent exchange mm-hmm. as a magical item a because it's real simple and it's not a button agrees in chat it's real simple and it's not it's something you can just hand to a party and it's not like a huge deal the loot rolls on it might be a little chaotic but nothing like world shatteringly problematic it's just mm-hmm. fun uh, i really yeah. like the box of equivalent exchange it's a really good one i'm gonna go look at my list of homebrew what do you while you're answering what do you got? I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Um, hmm. Favorite? I'm trying to remember. Oh! It is hard to remember it all, isn't it? Yeah. It's also hard to say it if the person necessarily hasn't found it yet. Oh shit! Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so that's a the, you'll find out on off the rails sometime, possibly sometime maybe. Um, uh, what John's true favorite one. is? Oh, I know what one is. You yeah. guys seen it, but you didn't buy it. Uh, it was the pop up book that casts legend lore. That's very good. That's very. But cool. it it shows you the information in like pop up storybook fashion with like little pull tabs and stuff. It's very cute. Beautiful. That's a really yeah, good no. one. That's a really, really good one. The Very flavor fun. on that is 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 just gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, other other homebrew things. I'm I'm drawing a blank. On all you did them. have that uh, flammable flying carpet. That, that was, was that was. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice touch. <laughs> oh my god! It was god. made out of hemp. <laughs> It got caught on fire. Shut up. I burnt the carpet. I'm sorry. I did that to you. Uh, yes. The the carpet of flying and burning. Uh, the carpet of flaming. Yeah. Uh, made of flash paper. <laughs> uh, I like a lot of the homebrew spells I've made, like Labyrinthian Locker and things like that, more than the mm-hmm. items. The items, I always feel like somebody's already made something like it a lot of the time. That's probably true about everything, though. That's true. You know what I mean? Uh, and spells I feel like I can do a little bit more with as well. But um, Okay, next question is from Hillmentor. As a DM, is it more important to introduce the campaign's main threat early or give time for the characters to get to know each other with the chance that some of the characters might die before meeting the threat? Big question. Good question, Hillmentor. Hmm. That completely depends on your threat. Yeah. It depends on your party. It depends on your threat. It depends on the narrative you intend to weave. It depends on the time you want to spend in this world. Yeah, because if, like, your threat is some big Cthulhu-ass nightmare creature monster, then having hints that, like, allude to it, maybe, that they can look back on and go, oh, that's what that was. Foreshadowing. That's, yeah, that's one thing. But if it's, like, a person or, like, a series of events that are going to unfold, they should probably 
interact with those early on so they can have that build up throughout the campaign. Yeah, that's Maybe? super valid. I I'm in complete agreement with you. I it's highly dependent. Um, I think you should allude to the bad guy or the threat, but I don't think the party needs to know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if you allude to the threat, the threat makes more sense when it manifests. It doesn't when they when they then look back, they go, "Yes, this is logical and rational," or "This yeah. was coming." If you just throw it out there at the end game, they're like, "Fuck, your job's gonna be a lot easier uh, if you allude to it." But that can be really vague, subtle hints. It's yeah. my favorite kind. <laughs> <laughs> So subtle that they're just words. <laughs> That's my subtlety. Yeah. It's just words. Third degree carpet is very good, Proxima. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alderman, so you are right. I do believe Sanderson does have like a world TTRPG setting, but almost every author has dabbled in those spaces in most ways, at least what? contemporary fantasy authors. So There are other authors? You throw a stone and hit him, but... They're an author, not a TTRPG content creator. Gotta be violent. <laughs> you gotta be violent? Was no, that you just said was... throw stone at your authors. Oh, don't throw stones at authors. Yeah, that's... Thank you. Um, okay. Let's what see. I, I think that was the last question that we stumbled into accidentally. Oh, that was it? Um, oh, fuck yeah. We're so good at this, dude. We answered every question. Didn't even realize we were this good at it. That's how good we are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're professionals. God, hey guys, this was a pretty good Lord Up Live. Thanks yeah, for coming. Thanks for being here. Watching us bumble fuck around. Uh, that's what do you mean? Good. The first fifteen minutes was gold, not <laughs> idiocy. Real quality content, always quality. from the Lord Dump cast. And then we solved the whole uh, Henry Carvel versus Ryan Reynolds debate. Oh, is that what Squash was going on? Good. Yeah, we solved it. Oh, okay. Ryan Reynolds is hotter. And not Superman. Okay. Superman <laughs> 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 sucks. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Uh, so, my friends, with that, if you have future <laughs> questions, keep them. We will be back again soon, and hopefully you will have more more questions for all of that uh, for, oh, for us to answer. What? Whoa, we whoa. have one last question. Oh, okay. Ask it. What's your favorite horror setting slash system? <gasps> it's Strange Hunger on Total Party Kiss. I don't know if that's what you're going for, but there it is. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Hell Excellent. yeah. Excellent way to close it. Hell out. yeah. There we go. All right. Oh, yeah guys thanks for being here uh, i'll probably upload this episode to our feed in a week mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you want to let's do it again but probably not <laughs> <laughs> the audio audio quality won't be quite as good because it wasn't on audacity uh and i'll have this weird comedy music going on in the background yeah. the <laughs> you will be so confused if they weren't here for this and you guys will know the truth Yes, you guys are the insiders, my friends. Yeah, you got the inside scoop. Oh, wait, wait.